Welcome to the awesome pod makes you are listening to Abby. The idea behind this podcast was to talk about how certain movies and TV shows made me feel when I watched them for the very first time. A reputed filmmaker once said, "When a piece of art invokes a similar feeling amidst a large audience, it's the triumph of the filmmaker. That's the magic of cinema. I love the magic of cinema." Today I'll be talking about Marvel Studios Loki season 2 episode 2 whether Marvel creates movies or TV shows they are all cinematic This episode's title is Breaking Bad it's a spin on the popular TV show Breaking Bad The episode is written by Eric Martin and directed by Dan DeLeo It's the 6th series with a Kevin Feige production credit after Hawkeye Moon Knight Ms Marvel She-Hulk Attorney at Law and Secret Invasion The episode begins with Loki and Mobius stepping out of a time door in 1997 London UK on the sacred timeline. Loki has a feeling that Sylvie is not here because that's not her pattern. She lives in war zones apocalypses not some place safe. I hate to break it to you Loki but she's finally free. She can live some place safe. We see Loki and Mobius pass by some film posters like Herbie Rides Again. Kingo's movie poster Sirosh ke putra which we've also seen in the movie Eternals and Phone Ranger. My question at this point was how did Loki and Mobius get here? I know through a time door but what I mean is what led them here? Loki and Mobius's conversation points out that Hunter X5's tempad went dark and it could be because of Sylvie. That's why they're chasing this lead. That's a long stretch. We see a giant premiere poster of Xeniac starring Brad Wolf. For how long has Hunter X5 been here on the Sacred Timeline? Made a movie and is attending its premiere. At the premiere, one of the press members asks Brad if his link-up rumors with Bridget Bardot are true. She was a popular French actor/singer in the 70s. Loki is surprised to learn that Hunter X5 is an actor now. Mobius thinks he's undercover, but Loki thinks it's pretty real. Mobius's question is what most fans would ask an actor. Will there be a sequel? Hunter X5 recognizes Mobius, hugs him and promises to catch up later. The moment he turns to go, Loki blocks his way and Mobius and Loki drag him aside. Brad offers them a drink, but Loki knows it's his tactic to run away. Mobius and Loki chase after Brad. Brad takes out his repurposed tempad and starts punching some buttons. Brad gets distracted when a fan asks for his autograph. It's none other than Hunter B15 in disguise. They get in a scuffle and Hunter B15 manages to snatch the tempad from Brad. Mobius almost catches up to Brad. Brad is worried that Mobius is going to ruin his life here. Loki blasts Brad off with his magic. I whistled at Loki when he walked down the alley and unbuttoned his tuxedo jacket. Sorry Tom that was inappropriate. I didn't mean to objectify you like that. But you were looking so darn hot. It's not your fault. I apologize for my behavior. Loki continues to chase after Brad. When Brad is cornered, he uses the time twister to rewind himself someplace safe. Brad is still packing TVA gadgets. Loki now uses his illusion projection and duplication casting. It's the stuff that he's described in season 1 episode 2 titled The Variant. This episode has a lot of similar story beats like that episode. I didn't like that episode until Sylvie bombed the sacred timeline. I had pacing issues with that episode. 
The jury is still out on breaking Brad. When the time twister puts Brad in a different place, he realizes the crowd is an illusion projection. Loki mocks Brad by saying, You're doing your own stunts now? We all know the makers hire special stunt people to perform stunts so that they can wrap the action at a scheduled time. Speaking of actors who prefer to do their own stunts, like Tom Cruise in Mission Impossible and Top Gun franchise. Tom does that because he has ideas about doing certain stunts and wants to provide the audience with a new experience every single time. The derailing train sequence in Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1 had an edge-of-the-seat thrill and a breathtaking experience. I know the more popular stunt is the one where Tom jumps off a cliff on a motorbike. It wasn't an easy stunt and he performed it like six times. I just realized both the actors' first names are Tom, Cruz and Hiddleston. Back to Loki. Brad doesn't want Loki to use magic and fight fair instead. It's not a fair fight, that's what Loki and I said. Loki now uses duplication casting to corner Brad. The shadows of the duplicates grow and form Loki's signature horns and catch hold of Brad. Mobius thinks all of this shadow play is a little over the top. But Mobius has no clue which Loki is real. The camera pans to show the real Loki responding. I thought it was spot on. Mobius reacts surprised and the duplicates disappear. Loki title sequence begins. Brad is brought in by the TVA. Hunter B-15 wants to know what he did with the Tempad and if he found Sylvie. She also suggests they get Brad's tempad checked out by Obi. Obi is working on a retrofit device to repurpose the temporal loom. He compliments himself as he mumbles how he's gonna fix things. That's some terrific positive reinforcements. I need to learn that from Obi. Mobius and Loki arrive at the repairs and advancement. Mobius requests Obi if he could take a look at the tempad. Obi looks at it and says, Ah, interesting. Yeah, I can definitely get into it. Do you think it's a higher priority than preventing a temporal meltdown? Mobius and Loki shake their heads saying no. Obi hands over the TVA guidebook for fixing the tempad. Hunter B-15, you know what? I'm tired of calling her Hunter B-15. I want to know her name from the sacred timeline. Hunter B-15 inquires with Casey if they've been able to trace Renslayer's tempad. Casey is so sweet and innocent that he whispers, Isn't that a secret mission? Hunter B-15 clarifies that it isn't. Casey reveals they haven't been able to trace Renslayer's tempad because without Miss Minutes, the analysts are running traces manually. Casey says, Renslayer erased the data from her tempad, but I was able to piece together who sent her the last message. Hunter B-15 asks, Who? Cut to Loki says, I'll screw this back in. Are you suggesting Loki will screw Miss Minutes back into the TVA? Kidding! Surprisingly, Mobius and Loki aren't able to understand the TVA handbook. Hunter B-15 makes Casey reveal the info about Renslayer's tempad to Loki and Mobius. Casey says Miss Minutes is helping Renslayer. No surprises there, we know. It's just that the characters needed to know as well. Loki reveals about the recording he heard in the past TVA and it sounded like Ravona Renslayer and He Who Remains were partners. Hunter B-15 reacts saying, She is really f full of surprises. Mobius responds, 
You can say that again. Is he asking her to say what she intended to say in the first place? Or does he mean Ravona is full of surprises? Mobius asks, where are they, Rensselaer and Miss Minutes? Casey replies, not sure, but I'll keep searching. If there's a hit on Rensselaer's tempad, I'll let you know. It'll take some time. Casey notices Loki fidgeting with the other tempad. Hunter B-15 inquires, how are things going here? Loki and Mobius put on a casual face saying they'll figure it out. Casey questions what it is. Mobius reveals it's a rigged tempad. Loki discloses that according to X5, it blocks TVA's tracking. Casey is certain that that's not what it does. Casey says, haven't you read the TVA guidebook? Mobius has clearly not memorized it. Casey says it'll take him a while to analyze the modifications, but it definitely doesn't block any trackers, that's for sure. Hang on just a second. Sylvie has been in possession of one or more than one TVA tempad in the last season. Are you telling me they could have tracked Sylvie when she fled from the TVA as a child but chose not to? On whose orders? He who remains is? It's either that or it's a big plot hole. Loki and Mobius decide to interrogate Brad Wolf. Why does Loki take away the tempad if Casey was supposed to analyze it? Mobius instructs Loki and Hunter B-15 to keep it simple. Where's Docs? Where's Sylvie? What did he do to the tempad? Why does it feel that Mobius is scared of the truth that will be spilled if they dug deeper into Brad Wolf? Mobius reminds that Brad is an asshole, so don't let him get under your skin. During the interrogation, Brad's defense is that he just went on to claim his life on the sacred timeline. He wonders why does that make Hunter B-15 and Mobius so mad. I knew Brad was gonna throw that in their face. Loki tries to reason with Brad saying there are lives at stake. Brad goes on a rant. He mocks Loki saying, there are lives at stake. Everyone here knows what you're doing, you know. You're just trying to make up for all the terrible, awful things you've done in your life, you pathetic little man. Firstly, there's nothing little about Loki, Brad. Brad rants about how everything Loki does makes it worse for everyone. It's him. He's the problem. Sounds like a Taylor Swift song. He thinks he's special, but he's not. Brad invokes not just Sylvie's name, but also Frigga's. This Loki variant isn't even responsible for his mother's death, yet. This episode's title is Breaking Brad. That's cute. Yeah, break that smug son of a bee's bones, alright? If Thor learns Brad spoke about Frigga like that, Brad wouldn't know what hit him. It's Mjolnir, because it'll swing back to Thor's hand. Brad calls Loki a loser and a villain. Loki breaks into peals of laughter. Loki accepts that he's done some terrible, awful things. He says, A loser, always have been, always will be. Perhaps I was waiting for a time so I can do terrible, awful things to you. I paused and said it before Loki could. Now that I hear it, it sounds kinky. I'm sorry, that was not my intent at all. Loki asks, Where is Sylvie? The nerve on Brad to say to Loki, you're too obsessed with her. Brad tells Mobius, he needs therapy. He tells Loki, I can recommend someone if you want to work that out. Mobius intervenes. Mobius, were you a therapist who loved jet skis on the sacred timeline? 
Brad says, control your little pet, Mobius. What am I missing here? Honey, what's happening? What's going on? Mobius tries to de-escalate the situation and strikes a deal with Brad. If Brad gives them the information they need, they would let him lead his life on the sacred timeline. Seeing Mobius make such tall claims, Brad suggests Mobius could be an actor. Brad reminds them that none of this is real. Mobius doesn't even know who he is on the sacred timeline. Mobius needs to wake up. That gets under Mobius' skin. Mobius slaps Brad and Loki tries to calm Mobius down. Mobius rushes out of the interrogation room as if his secret was just about to come out. Sirens are blaring in the TVA. Is that because of the temporal loom? Is that why no one is paying attention? Loki follows after Mobius, checking if he's okay and what triggered him. Reminds me of Tahiti is a magical place. What's weird is at the end of the corridor, Mobius asks, Where are we? Loki replies, I was following you. Mobius responds, No, I was following you. I think Mobius was talking about the interrogation, else it doesn't make sense. Or does he mean he's been following Loki for as long as he can remember? Loki reminds Mobius, Mobius, you were clearly ahead of me. They've come to an automat. They get key lime pie. Mobius accepts that it wasn't tactical. He lost it. Loki validates Mobius' feelings and I love what he says next. You know, sometimes rage builds up and you just gotta let it out. Yeah, process your emotions, feel the rage and let it release. Loki continues, Do you remember the time I was so angry with my father and brother? I went down to Earth, I held the whole of New York City hostage with an alien army, tried to use the Mind Stone on Tony Stark. It didn't work, so I threw him off the building. Let me tell you something, wasn't tactical. I lost it. Sometimes our emotions get the better of us. Mobius says, you can say that again. Mobius has said this line for the second time in this episode. What else does it mean? Loki just recalled the events of 2012 Avengers. So Loki knows the scepter contained the Mind Stone? I'm a god, you dull creature. We are in the same month of 2023 Avengers Endgame when Natasha and Tony sacrifice themselves to save the universe. Loki points out that X5 definitely touched a nerve there for Mobius. Does Mobius not want to visit his place on the sacred timeline? Isn't he a tad bit curious? Mobius sweeps it under the rug saying he's scared if he left something good behind. Mobius seems to be suffering from Stockholm Syndrome. He's thankful that he who remains kidnapped him and offered him a purpose. What are you hiding, Mobius? Were you a bad therapist on the sacred timeline? Throughout the scene, Tom Hiddleston is trying not to eat the pie. He's just taking some of the whipped cream and eating it. Loki and Mobius discuss if Brad found Sylvie and how they should get him to talk. They think he found her because of the temp pad but didn't report her to the TVA. Brad wants to be a movie star. I mean, who wouldn't? I didn't say that. Mobius did. When Mobius reminds Loki that he's the god of mischief, Loki has this cutest little smile on his face. I love it. Obi walks into the temporal loom room with his newly invented device. Woman on PA says, Loom status unstable. Please take immediate action. 
Obi turns on a bunch of buttons, puts the newly invented device on the table and connects it to the computer. He inputs a command and it buzzes suggesting error. He repeats it two more times and the lights go off. The warning on the computer reads, Access denied. Invalid temporal aura. Damn, now they'll have to get he who remains as aura. When the lights come back on, Obi reacts saying, Oh no. Brad is lying down on the grilled floor of the interrogation room. What sort of torture setting is it? Loki enters and Brad mocks him. Mobius wheels in a torture device. Loki helps Mobius. Both of them start to connect the device with its attachments. Brad is unfazed by it. He even calls their plan desperate. Loki notices the controller is missing. Mobius steps out to get the controller and Loki closes the door. Loki does pull the lever but it's in the same position as it was before. Horizontal, not vertical. Mobius bangs on the door and requests Loki to open it. Brad is still calm because the device won't work without its controller. Loki already has the controller with him. Brad thinks Loki doesn't know how to use it. Mobius is panicking outside, repeating, Loki, no, this isn't right. This isn't the kind of mischief I was talking about. You are not a villain. The moment Loki manages to switch on the device, Brad changes his tune. Brad acknowledges that he said some hurtful things like bringing up Loki's mother. He even apologizes for the same. Brad yells at Mobius to get inside the interrogation room. Mobius responds, it's locked. Why don't you go up to the door and unlock it, Brad? After all, it's locked from the inside. Are you scared that Loki would use the time twister and not let you run? Try it, man. Brad is scared because Loki could cause more harm as he doesn't know how to use the device. Loki puts the stool in the time cube and crushes it. The stool shrinks. We did see the time cube poster in the previous episode. I wonder if they use the time cube to encase the space stone and probably the mind stone in the scepter. You never know. Finally, Loki puts Brad in a time cube and crushes it to extract information. Brad denies knowing where Docs and the others are. Loki reminds Brad that he's done some terrible, awful things. Brad wants Loki to have some perspective on himself. A few minutes ago, Loki had a lot of perspective on the events of 2012 Avengers. Sorry, you weren't there to witness it, Brad. Brad continues to lie and Loki says he wants to believe him, but Brad is such a good actor. He's so talented. Brad continues to lie and Loki doesn't buy it. Loki continues to crush Brad and his spirits. Brad breaks and reveals Sylvie is on a branch timeline. Mobius and Loki give each other credit for the successful execution of their plan. See, a little bit of mischief. Only as good as your plan. It's not enough for Brad to just tell them where Sylvie is. He needs to show them. Hunter B-15 gets Casey to help Obi out. Obi is screaming from a distance, we're all gonna die. When Hunter B-15 asks what's the problem, Obi reveals that the blast doors won't open. Casey suggests to use the C-12 bypass path key. Obi reveals it won't work. Casey checks if Obi is sure. If Obi is saying it won't work means it won't work. Obi responds, of course, because I wrote it. It dawns upon Casey that this is Ouroboros. 
Casey wants an autograph on the TVA handbook next to Obi's picture. Obi is more than glad to meet a fan. They say never meet your heroes unless it's Casey meeting Obi or Kate Bishop meeting Clint Barton. Hunter B15 reminds Obi that we're all gonna die. She wants to know why. Obi reveals the containment doors are locked and only the person who designed it can open it with the live scan of his temporal aura. Live scan? But he who remains is dead. Will other Kang variants' temporal aura work? Or will they need to go back in time to get he who remains his temporal aura from before he died? Hunter B15 says, he who remains? Obi replies, but he's dead. So without Miss Minutes to help us override the lock, we're stuck. So Miss Minutes can override the lock? So he who remains trusted no one but Miss Minutes. Casey says, so we have to convince a rogue artificial intelligence to come back to work? I'm just as surprised as you, Casey. They need to act fast or the growing branches will cause a meltdown. Obi will build the device, but they'll need to find a way in or it won't matter. Outside McDonald's 1982 Broxton, Oklahoma branch timeline, Mobius drags Brad through a time door. Brad swears Sylvie is in there, but he's jumpy and wants to leave this instant. Loki wants to know what Sylvie knows. It's an awkward meetup between Sylvie and Loki. Sylvie is sporting an onk earring. The symbol is a teardrop-shaped hoop with a cross connected directly below it to represent the sun's path upward and over the horizon. If you recall Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania's mid-credit scene, Pharaoh Rama Tut was holding a staff with the same symbol. Sylvie doesn't want to see Loki. Loki explains he's been time-slipping and saw a future version of Sylvie at the TVA. He wants to know why she was there. Sylvie mocks Loki for seeing the future. Reminds me of Clint Barton calling Tony the futurist everyone in Captain America Civil War. Sylvie doesn't want to go back to the TVA. She's happy. Loki insists it's the future and it's gonna happen. Sylvie reminds Loki that they have free will now. You're welcome. Loki is willing to be enchanted so she would believe him. Sylvie is not interested. Loki makes his case saying that TVA is the only defense in case everything he who remains said was true. Mobius is enjoying his apple pie and Brad is anxious to get out of there. Mobius realizes Brad is hiding something. Mobius wants to know about Zaniac. The poster looked scary. Brad clarifies it's not scary. It's elevated thriller. It's cinema. Can't argue with that, Brad. Brad won't spare free tickets for Mobius, not after the way he's been treated. Mobius suspects something is up when Brad's needle is stuck on getting back to the sacred timeline. Loki asks Sylvie what would she do if he who remains his variants show up. Simple, she's gonna kill them all. Mobius makes Brad reveal they're all gonna die if they stay here on the branch timeline. Sylvie enchants Brad and sees how Doc's plans to prune all branch timelines. It's the reverse of what Sylvie did back in Season 1, Episode 2. Mobius throws Brad into the TVA through a time door. He informs Hunter B-15 about Dox's plan. Hunter B-15 reveals the targets are showing up all over. General Dox has pruned 30% of the branches already. 
The shipyard fight sequence could have been so exciting, but it just doesn't take off. Hunter B-15 wonders if they can disarm the reset charges. Casey believes they can disarm the reset charges if they can track it. Hunter B-15 tries to get Obi's help. At the shipyard, Loki and Sylvie hold hands through an enchantment blast and save the day. Hunter D-90 arrests General Dox. Hunter B-15 calls Mobius back. Loki follows after Mobius. When he enters the TVA, we see Sylvie entering through the time door after him. The reaction on Hunter B-15's face combined with Natalie Holt's music makes you realize the gravity of the situation. Sylvie is teary-eyed as well. Casey gets a hit on Renslayer's tempad. Everyone gathers to look. Loki walks up to Sylvie. Sylvie mocks Loki's defense as in the TVA. According to Sylvie, TVA is the problem. It's broken. It's rotten. She's not wrong. She wants to go home if it's still there. Loki tries to stop her because it's harder for him to stay. Sylvie leaves. Loki walks back and tries to comfort Mobius. The camera tracks in and the song Cosmic Blues by Janis Joplin and Gabriel Meckler begins. On the branch timeline, Sylvie is seated on the bonnet of the green ford. Jack checks upon Sylvie if she's good. Sylvie checks if Jack's mom will be arriving soon to pick him up. I hope Jack's mom didn't die. He who remains is tempad lights up as Sylvie holds it up. The end credits begin. I guess we'll be seeing Victor Timely, Ravona Renslayer and Miss Minutes in the next episode. Until then, you can listen to the awesome pod mix and subscribe to it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts and Good Pods. If you like what I'm doing, you can support me on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash awesome pod mix. Thanks for listening.